This is the Starkville State of Mind, hosted by Justin Strawn. Welcome to the Starkville State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Glad to be back with you for the weekly edition of the show. Like I said last week at the end that I'm probably just transitioning this for right now into a weekly format. Maybe I'll eventually go back into the two twice a week format. For right now, I'm just focusing on doing weekly shows. So regardless, I am still glad that you are here with me to look ahead and look back at what has happened to Mississippi State Athletics in the past week. Now, uh, this is going to be a, a baseball-only podcast. We're going to be focusing just on baseball. And the first part of the show, we're going to be talking about the decision by the NCAA to determine, predetermine all NCAA regional and super regional sites. I don't think they've technically announced this yet, actually. But uh, we're going to be looking at that and just what it might mean for Mississippi State. And then in the second part of the show, we'll look back at what happened with Mississippi State against the Kentucky Wildcats and how they were able to pull off a sweep. And ahead to the Auburn series and what it will take for Mississippi State to win that series and possibly get a sweep. So we have quite a bit to talk about in terms of baseball. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. But before we jump right into it, let me go ahead and tell you about our sponsor, Cherokee Valley Golf Course. If you're a golfer and you live in the Greater Memphis area, you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely. Well, why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course. My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out, and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner somewhat like me and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course, lots of wonderful practice facilities, no reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look and go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444 or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. As I mentioned in the opener, this is going to be an all-baseball show. We're just talking about baseball and uh, recapping what happened last week and what I can expect will happen this weekend against Auburn. But before I do that, like I said earlier, the NCAA made a pretty big announcement this week. They are taking this year to pre-select all 16 of the regional hosts and all eight of the super regional hosts And they're going to announce those on, I think, May the 10th or something like that. Uh, Somewhere around there. It's going to be earlier. And the reason they say they're doing this is because of the fact that they have to certify these these host locations with coronavirus protocols and they have to make sure everybody is meeting the guidelines that they are setting forth because this is not going to just be a state thing. I mean... Tate Reeves can open up and say we can have as many people we want in Dubnyo Field as we like, but if we're going to be a a host of the NCA regional, we have to abide by their guidelines as well. So it won't be it, we could end up having you know a full house next weekend against Ole Miss, but don't think that if we end up hosting for a NCA regional or super regional that we are going to have a full house then. That's not going to be the case. So. 
what does this mean? I don't think it means that much. I think it means I, th I think it just means you need to be make sure that you're playing well this month and that you're getting quality wins this month and that you're taking advantage that taking advantage of those situations as much as you can this month. That's going to make it's going to make this weekend against Auburn really important. It'd be really great if Mississippi State can find a way to sweep because if they can, it will help out a lot, especially considering the fact that you do have Ole Miss coming in the following week and then you got Vanderbilt the week after that. It's going to be a tough end of the season so you want to try to have as many wins as you can before you go into those two series uh before you go in those two series and possibly you know squander away any momentum that you would have towards being a potential host look i think mississippi state is going to be announced as a regional host when the time comes because i i, I state's playing really well i honestly believe that they will still even if they go like two and four against Ole miss and vanderbilt or heaven forbid, one in five. I think the NCAA selection committee will see that they have wins coming down the pike, and I think they will see that they are a talented team and they are going to be one of the 16 best teams in the country. So, therefore, they should be a host of a regional. But my my concern is that they may not have the chance to be a regional, a super regional host, if they were able to get through their regional as the regional champ. Because that will be predetermined. Because what's going to happen is it's not going to happen that much for the regionals. You're going to have – because what's going to happen is the teams towards the back that are like, you know, 14, 15, 16, as of whenever they make these decisions about who's going to be the host, you could have some of those teams who fall out, and you could have some other teams in terms of they wouldn't have been considered a host by the time the season is over. And you'll have some other teams that have played well enough by the time the season's over that they will take the place as one seed. So I, I don't think you're going to have any regional hosts not playing in the postseason. I don't think that's going to end up being the case. I don't see anybody tailing, uh, tailing off so much from the time they make these decisions to the time that the season is over that they have tailed off so much that they don't even make the postseason. I don't see that happening. But what I do see happening is some of those teams will have tailed off and they won't have much of a chance to get to a Super Regional. And you could have a whole lot of teams, though I don't think it's going to be every single one, but it's possible. You could have a whole lot of teams that are hosting Super Regionals and they're not participating in the Super Regional. I, I, I could easily see you know three, four, maybe even five teams, five Super Regional sites that are announced that are given those... I mean, uh, Mississippi State could be one, but like I said... I, where we're going to be, unless we just pull off an incredible run over the next three weeks, and when we do end up going something like, you know, seven and two, eight and one against Auburn, Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt, unless we do something like that, I don't foresee Mississippi State being a super regional host. I think we're because that sweep against Auburn, that sweep to Arkansas, is going to hurt and it's going to push them further down. I saw D1 baseballs. Um, I saw D1 Baseball's projected field of 64. Currently, Mississippi State is, by them anyway, is projected to be the number nine overall seed. And if they were, and if they had that same projection in May or whenever it is that they make these decisions, then they wouldn't be a super regional host. And it's going to be tougher. Like I said, if if you can get a sweep this weekend, it will help you out. 
And if you could just find a way to go, you know, three and three against Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, or possibly look, if you won this both series, went four and two, you'd be in great shape at that point. But counting on that seems like a tough task. Look, I know Mississippi State has had a ton of success against against Ole Miss in recent years, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to continue to have that success. Look, I think Mississippi State can win that series. I think that I think that's a matter of fact. If I had to predict a winner right now, I'd predict State because I like their pitching a lot more than I like Ole Miss's pitching. Look, they've got probably more more superior starters than Mississippi State does, but I, I don't know that I like um, the rest of their pitching staff as much. And also, I mean, as sad as it is, I mean, you have to think about injuries, and Ole Miss has a couple of really significant injuries right now. So that's one reason why I think Mississippi State will have a, a good chance to win that series. Uh, but you look at the weekend that follows that with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, who have just been pretty much unbeatable. You know, you, you probably have to expect to, you probably have to expect to take two losses against Vanderbilt, and you kind of hope and pray that you can win the Sunday game with Fristo going against those guys. I mean, as much as I like Christian McLeod, as much as I like Will Bedner, those two guys are in just on a just a completely different level. So. Look, Mississippi State, they just need to be playing well. If they can, look, and here's the other thing. As soon as this was announced, people will start saying, oh, our politics, they're, the NCAA is never going to give this to us. They're, we got politics that they hate. Oh, my goodness, they'll never do anything for us because of all the way that we, because we're conservative. Look, guys, that's not the way they're going to do it. If they've already announced it's still going to be merit-based. It's just going to be merit-based much earlier in the season than it, than it typically is. Typically, they wait till the end of the year. This time they're not waiting till the end of the year. Um, so, like I said, I think it's hurting our chances to be a super regional host if we were able to get past our regional. But I, I still think Mississippi State will end up hosting a regional. Now, will they be the one seed or a two seed in it? Who knows? Uh, I think they would. I think they'll end up being a one seed when the push comes to shove. I think that will end up being the case. But. Because I just don't see Mississippi State falling off that much. I think they'll end up. I think they'll end up having a really good, you know, I see this team being like a 17 or 18 win uh, SEC team. I don't think they're going to win the SEC championship. I don't think they're going to win the SEC West. But I think they're still going to win 17 or 18 games in SEC play. Plus, they've got, you know, they haven't lost that much in the non-conference. And I don't expect them to lose again before the, non, before the season is over. So, they'll be in good position to be a host by the time this, uh, by the time this month is over. But you've got to still do well in the next three weeks. You can't, like I said, when I get into the preview of Auburn this weekend, you know, it's going to be really important for Mississippi State to try to get a sweep if they can. I mean, if you look at that team, it's possible. But if you lose a game, heaven forbid you lose that series, you're then all of a sudden you have to start to question whether or not you can become a regional host because you may not have enough time to bounce back with the two teams that you have that follows Auburn. So, like I said, it's really – it's really, really important that Mississippi State play well the next three weeks because if they can, they should lock up a regional host. And like I said, if they end up doing something like seven and two over the next three weeks against those three teams, you know, they probably will be named a super regional host. So, so a lot of things to look at, and a lot of things to pay attention to in the coming weeks for the baseball team. But for right now, let's take a look back at how they did against Kentucky and what we can kind of expect them to do against Auburn this weekend.
Alright, so let's go ahead and take a look back at the weekend that was for the Bulldogs against the Kentucky Wildcats. The Bulldogs do end up winning all three games against Kentucky. They get this, a much-needed sweep after having gotten swept against Arkansas. Look, they probably could have gone into that series, gotten just two wins, and been okay. But you feel a lot better about yourself being 5-4 and four as opposed to 4-5. and five. And beating a team that was coming in riding a quite a, a large wave of momentum having been 5-1. and one. Now look, I told you guys last week on this podcast, and I was really confident when I was saying this, that a big part of the reason why Kentucky was playing so well was because of the fact that they hadn't really played anybody. Now, nice thing for Mississippi State is Kentucky got a nice win, a midweek win over Louisville this week, which is going to help Mississippi State out a whole lot. So anything that Kentucky can do to improve their stock, improve their record, will help the Bulldogs out tremendously going forward in the weeks ahead because it will make their wins against uh, it'll make their three wins against Kentucky look even better and will help their resume. And like we said in the earlier segment of the show, you need to have you need to have a strong resume at the end of April, early part of May, because of the fact that they are doing the the hosting selection at the end of this month. So, like I said, that helps out a lot. But Mississippi State got, like I said, they got what they needed. There are still lots of issues. I mean, obviously the hitting is still a problem. They still haven't done a whole lot in terms to fix that. Chris Lamonis is trying to tinker around a little bit with the lineup. and We saw that a little bit on Tuesday night during the midweek. I would kind of expect him to do that a little bit more. I, I think Josh Hatcher will start again. Uh, I think he will get another start this weekend against against Auburn. I don't know if he will start the whole series, though. If he continues to struggle the way that he has, especially against SEC opponents, you know, how long is is Chris Lamontis going to let him go out there and continue to be a detriment to the team? Look, they don't have a ton of options. I get that. And You know, if you listen to uh, Brian and Joel on their show, you listen to Steve, you know, they'll tell you that they don't have a whole lot of options they can run out there. But they do have some options. I mean, they could put Brad Cumbus out in right field and they could let Tanner Allen move to first base if they needed to. I mean, that is a possibility. Look, I know Tanner Allen is naturally a right naturally a right fielder and that's the position that he was recruited to play and that he was supposed to play, but you know, they had to make a change a few years ago. I can see them making another change this year if they need if they truly needed to do so. So they've got to, if they don't get this fixed what are they going to do? If Josh Hasher continues to struggle, continues to hit around 200 or possibly drop even below that Mendoza line, are they going to continue to run him out there at first base? I don't know the answer to that. But I think at some point you're going to have to try something different. Uh, I think you're probably going to see Tanner Leggett, at least for the upcoming series, still take the place of Scotty DeBrule. Uh, will he be able to hold on to that? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he's hitting 370. I know it's only 27 plate appearances, but it's still a really good start that he's off to. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up keeping that job at second base because Scotty DeBrule just has not been able to get things together in the early part of the season. Uh, now, this one good news, one bit of good news is it looks like Rowdy Jordan is starting to come out of his slump. Uh, he's now hitting 286. So, 
he started to make that, you know, middle of the season, early part of SEC play climb that he has made every year that he has been a Bulldog. I, I, it's really one of the strangest things to watch with him. I mean, he just gets off to such a bad start to begin the year, but at some point he gets hot, and then he just becomes one of the best hitters in the Southeastern Conference. I, I, I don't get it. I don't know what it is, but it just takes him a while, it seems like, to get comfortable at the plate during the season. Uh, it'd be great if he could figure things out a little bit earlier, but uh, hey, you know what? This is probably going to be his last year. I would imagine he gets drafted this year and probably uh, does take whatever contract that he's given, but I could be wrong about that. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, the, the, the hitting issues are still a problem. The fielding issues, though, that I talked about last week, they, they continue to be an issue. For once again, Mississippi State had an, had an incident where a pop fly got up between the infield and the outfield. It should have been caught. Actually, no, this one wasn't that. I'm sorry. This is on the infield. This was Scotty DeBrule, first baseman, and it really should have been caught by Scotty DeBrule. But for some reason, he backs off of it, and it just drops in the middle of the infield. And it ended up costing Mississippi State at least one run, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I, I can't remember. It's the, but it's the third time that this has happened. I mean, I'm not talking about the incidents where the ball got lost in the sun on Sunday. That happened a few times to both Kentucky and Mississippi State. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm just worried. I, I These fielding issues that are putting base runners on base for no reason and giving up runs for no reason, it's having an, an outcome in the games. I mean, like I said last week, if that incident doesn't happen in Saturday's game against Arkansas, maybe Mississippi State wins that series. It completely changed the entire complexion of that game, and it – Changed the complexion of the series, and Mississippi State couldn't come back from it. They lost the they lost that game, ended up losing the series. I don't know if all that happens if Mississippi State takes care of business on that little pop up. They catch it, they get out of the inning, and it's only four to one. I mean, there's a lot of ifs there. I mean, so like I said, the fielding as much as the hitting concerns me, the fielding is a bigger concern, and I'm hoping that they can start to show that they're putting that part of their game a little bit more in place. It's like I said last week, the one area that has really probably been a constant concern ever since Chris Lamona showed up has been Mississippi State's feeling. And we're just have not been that solid of a defensive club ever since he got there. I don't, I mean, he inherited a lot. When his first year in 2019, he inherited a lot of the same players that the previous teams had had. So I'm not really sure why they struggle so much on defense, so much defensively. Now that Chris Lamonis is the head coach. Other than that, they, I mean, there's very little that you can nitpick on Chris Lamonis about. So, Bulldogs are getting ready, though. They are getting ready to head to Auburn. Look, you probably need to get a sweep here. This is a team. This is a bad team. It's 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 not a good team. Uh, Auburn is coming into the season. They are 12-13 and 13 on the year. Uh, they are 1-8 in SEC play. Now, the one thing that they have done is they have played – most of the teams close. They haven't, you know, they haven't let other teams just completely run away with from them. But for the most part, they play teams kind of close. Uh, now there have been some instances where that's not been the case. I mean, Boston College uh, ran them off the field once. I uh, know actually they ran Boston Boston College off the field once. Uh, but for the most part, they keep scores kind of close. I mean, when they lost to Ole Miss uh, during their SEC opener, they lost one to nothing. Uh, they lost six to five to Ole Miss. And then Sunday just really got away from them. They lost 19 to 11. Uh, the following weekend, they played Kentucky. They lost in 10 innings, eight to six, seven to six on Saturday. 
and then uh, six to four on. Uh, oh, that was a doubleheader actually. So they lost uh, both games on a Saturday and against Arkansas last week. They actually win the Friday night game, and that's what that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing for Mississippi State. If they can win the Friday night game, they got a really good chance of getting a sweep. Uh, the Friday night game has been. It's it's basically the equalizer for them. They have a really solid Friday night starter, quality, SEC quality Friday night starter. His name is Cody Greenhill. Uh, he's got a 162 ERA. He's three and zero on the season. Uh, he has pitched a shutout this year, so uh, you know he's well. He's been part of a shutout. Uh, he's thrown 33 innings in his six starts. He's only given up 19 hits and just eight walks. So that's really good. That's less than one combined walk and hit per inning. Uh, teams are hitting just 168 against him, and he has struck out 24. So he is hittable, uh, and that's going to be the key. Can Mississippi State get anything off of him? Because if they can just get if they can scrape together a run or two, I think they'll be fine because Auburn is a slightly better offensive team than Mississippi State. They've got a bunch more guys that hit over 300. Uh, they've got one, two, three, four. They've got four guys who currently hit over 300. But, again, they aren't doing much outside of it. I mean, if you look at their, their run score, they've scored 193 runs on the year. Uh, Mississippi State has scored 192. So, the difference has been in their pitching. Miss, uh, Auburn, outside of Cody Greenhill, they don't have a whole lot in terms of their pitching to really write home about. I mean, there's uh, their Sunday, their Saturday starter is going to be Jack Owen. Uh, he actually had a really solid freshman and junior season a few years ago. Uh, he looked like a really good picture, like he was going to be really uh, good for them. I don't know what has happened. Uh, he has only made. Uh, three appearances this year. He's only started one game. Uh, he's got a 7.04 ERA in seven and two-thirds innings. So was, something has happened. Uh, I don't know if he got injured. Uh, would be my assumption, anyways, that he got injured early in the season. Uh, and now he's making a comeback. I don't know. Or he was injured coming into the year, and they've been very – they've limited him a lot. I, I wish I had more information on this because, like I said, a few years ago he was one of the best in, in the country. Uh, he was a, He looked like he was going to be a – potential major league baseball draft pick like you know fourth fifth round and he might still be that but uh his numbers are not impressive uh, like i said he's only pitched in seven and two-thirds innings this year and they are giving him the start on saturday uh against will bednar uh their other starter uh who is their other starter uh it's going to be joseph gonzalez who is not who has struggled as well he's zero and two on the year with the 487 era uh he has made three starts uh he's appeared in nine games in 20 and third innings uh he's only struck out he struck out 16 which is not bad but the, the thing is he's given up 21 hits and seven walks in 20 and third innings that's kind of a high number uh so Look, Mississippi State, this is not a good pitching staff they're going up against. Their team ERA is 472. Uh, they have struck out 215 hitters in 223 innings. They're not averaging a strikeout per inning. And Mississippi State doesn't strike out that much. Uh, their batting average against is 239. And if you compare all those types of numbers to what Mississippi State has done this year, it's just – Mississippi State is just far better. Look, the offensive numbers are very similar. Mississippi State is slightly below them. They've got a slightly worse batting average. Uh, they've got a slightly worse uh, slugging percentage. Actually, their slugging percentage is quite a bit worse. Um, Auburn, I think they hit a few more home runs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mississippi State has hit 27 home runs this year, and Auburn has hit 37. So not a whole lot more, but they have hit more. So like I said, 
Auburn is a better hitting team, but it's not significant. They're not significantly better. Mississippi State is a significantly better pitching team. Uh, I mean, Mississippi State's ERA is 276. They only give up a 189 batting average against. Uh, they've struck out 372 hitters in 251 innings. They don't walk a whole lot. They've only walked 100 batters on the year. Uh, Auburn's pitchers, they have walked. They've only walked 99. So I mean, that's not, that's that's pretty good too. Um, like like I said, you're you're better than than Auburn. You are. The only thing is, can you get? If Mississippi State can win Friday night, if Christian McLeod can be more like the Christian McLeod we saw last week instead of the week against Arkansas, if he can do that, I think he will outpitch. Uh, what was his name? I don't forget his name. Cody Greenhill, uh, and I think he'll give the Bulldogs just enough to be able to win that game. Uh, and if they do, I think they sweep. If they don't win Friday, I think they'll end up losing the series. So, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I think Mississippi State will end up winning the series. Let me rephrase that. Uh, and I think that's what it's going to boil down to. Can you win Friday night? Because he has, because Cody Green has been their their knight in shining armor. Uh, he has given them a chance on Friday nights. Like I said, he almost beat Ole Miss. Uh, he almost beat Kentucky. Uh, he did beat Arkansas. So, like I said, he's been the one really good piece that they've had and he's kept them in games when he's been on the mound it's just been whenever anybody else on their team has been on the mound that they have struggled so uh like i said if mississippi state can get the w on friday expect them to sweep if they don't expect them to win the series two out of three so uh it'll be pivotal and if they lose on friday night don't freak out i mean we have a tendency as a fan base to treat one loss as the end of the world so i mean cody greenhill is good if mississippi state if Mississippi State can if gets beat by him, it's not that big of a deal. He's a really, really good starter. So, anyway, uh, I'll be back with you guys next week around this time, uh, either on Wednesday or Thursday uh, is when I'll do my recording, kind of like I did this week. And I will get back with you then, and we will look towards the series against the Ole Miss Rebels on Super Bowl Ball weekend. So, appreciate you guys tuning in, and as always, until next time, Hail State! Thanks for listening to the Starkville State of Mind.